Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about Westworld Season 1 Episode 5, it's called Contrapasso, full spoilers for the episode as always, Connor the plot is thickening. Oh it really is, there's so many things in this one. And I want to start with the big debate right, which is going okay. to upset some people, because there were some comments on last week's uh, video saying that this theory that the man in black is actually William is complete nonsense, as if we shouldn't even be talking about it, as if it's a done deal, it's not a thing. Mm -hmm. And I was close to believing that, actually, uh, especially last week. In fact, someone in the comments even brought up some hard-hitting evidence from last week that completely said that it couldn't be true. Okay, because last week I was saying I was flip-flopping all episode. And the evidence from last week, now, see what you think of this. So, the man in black last week ran across Teddy. Teddy was off hunting for Wyatt because that was the new game or the new storyline from Ford. Yeah. And we were led to believe that that's why Dolores goes back to the bandits is because Teddy wasn't there to play out the days per usual. Sure. Which would lead them to believe that these two timelines are happening. It's the same timeline. It's the same time, you know, time period because she runs out into I mean, the forest and runs into William. You could argue that by simply saying this was before Teddy... That, that part of the loop hadn't been created yet, where he goes back to her. I, thought, I think there's a couple of ways you could argue. You could argue it's just been manipulative and making you think. Because like, she just runs out of the forest. She could have run from anywhere. And yeah. part of what I thought this episode is, uh, Logan even says to William in the last episode, he said, uh, do you think it's a coincidence that the one thing you've smelled at has just shown up out of the blue? I mean, what if he's right? What, what if that's why she's there? It's not because of what we've seen from mm. the other scenes. But that was from last week. And that was fairly... Fairly convincing. You know, it was the, the logic stands, right? Sure. There was a lot of things in this episode that was really making me doubt that it wasn't true. Again, I'm torn all over again. Because it started, you know, where you have uh, Logan and William talking. And he says, oh, yeah, um, they're talking about they're their company buying the place. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they say, oh, uh, since it, the, the company's in, the park's in freefall since it opened. And the way they're talking about it, it's like it doesn't. Sound this can't have been hemorrhaging cash this long. It wouldn't have survived thirty years. Yeah, it doesn't. They they very specifically never talk about length of time. It's all very. It could be any amount of time. It is, but it's the way they mention that it's since since Arnold died, right? Is when the who's, cash who, whose name they don't know. They they don't know, right? Yeah. But they say, oh, that's when they started having cash issues, right? But. 30 years like that seems a bit unlikely. I don't know if they specifically say they've been hemorrhaging money since that incident, just to be mm, particular okay. about the facts. I don't think he specifically says that. I think they're two separate like statements. Right, okay. He says they're hemorrhaging money, and he explains this like part of the, the backstory. I don't know if they're linked necessarily. Just seems strange to put them in one sentence together, like uh, if they're not linked. Um... However, that also links to something that happened in the scene that was later on. A big scene, of course, where Ford sits down and has a drink with the man in black. Yeah. And Teddy's just sitting there doing whatever Teddy does. And one of the lines that man in black says, it's really, really fascinating. A, they clearly know each other. That's, that's you know, immediately clear. Yeah. They don't seem to like each other very much. That's also a reasonable take, except here. But man in black says... Arnold, 30 years ago, tried to destroy this park. 
Because there was a line earlier on in the episode that made me think, oh, did Arnold try to destroy it? But then later on, he just flat out said it, that he did try and destroy the park. Yeah. And he would have done if it wasn't for me. First of all, huge line. Right? <laughs> so yeah. so much of the backstory just come flooding in. So I want to look at that line mixed with the other line from the William Ford scene where he says they're hemorrhaging money. Mm. Is that how he ended up saving them? 30 years ago. That's what I was thinking, because the way he says, oh, he would have succeeded if not for me, makes you, implies that he was physically stopping Arnold doing something, but yeah, ma- maybe could, it's not. Which it could be as well, but at the same time, though, they say in that scene that, our, that the, the co-founder, the co-creator's already killed himself. Exactly. So that doesn't quite add up. But then there's other things that thematically link everything together. Do you know one of the things that made me flip-flop, though? Yeah. Again, like... Right, so after that scene where they're talking about uh, hemorrhage and money, it cuts to Man in Black, and they meet the child that Ford spoke to. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hmm, because that was definitely present day, that when he spoke to the child, because it was the, the burnt-down church steeple, Which right? Which makes sense, because if it's two timelines, the Man in Black would be the present-day one. Yeah. Because it's the older one. Yeah. But it's like, huh... Why is that that like it's just making me think. You think that's like a sign of he's definitely present day. That's them telling you without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. That's it. I mean, even if it wasn't, you know that as soon as he talks to Ford later, it has yeah, to be yeah. present day. But early on, like, it's yeah. like it has to be. Maybe uh, another big thing is Lawrence, of course. Who this is he? He's like the leader of this town that uh, Logan wanted to go to, and they find that he's like the guy running everything. And this happens right after the scene, well, not right after, but more or less, pretty soon after the scene where we see Man in Black kill him. Mm, um, leaves him just hanging. Now, this is, again, this is something that could play two ways. You could say, oh, they've just reset him, they've come along, they've cut him down, they've patched them up, or maybe they've got duplicates, I don't know, it doesn't seem what they do, but, and they've loaded them into the, the storyline that he was in, because, I mean, there was a reason why he was been hanged when we first met him. You know, he was obviously a criminal. And just to say that, even if it's not, 30 years apart like there's nothing to suggest they're absolutely simultaneous yeah, that's true i mean just to just go just quickly on another hbo show game of thrones does this where there's scenes that happen like months apart even though it cuts between them and it plays like they're simultaneous yeah but this is good so was that <laughs> i'm gonna get so much hate for that comment yeah. um i'd like game of thrones folks i'm sorry i just don't anyway uh so, yeah, so there's that, right? But you could also say, but that was a bit quick. Like, you, you could almost take that as a bit of evidence. In fact, we get a pretty hefty comment from someone before we even recorded this video about theories on this episode. Um, some of which I thought of mis- as well. and some, of the, But this was one of the, the facts that he brought up was this, this quick, just how he immediately was there. Like, and it didn't even seem like a whole day had passed or anything like that. It seemed like, you know, if it is going concurrently... This is proof that the timelines aren't in sync. There's yeah, least... and it would be it would be really nice the way he introduced himself to to William, and then it's like that's how they how he first met him. Well, this kind of makes sense because Man in Black constantly says how Dolores and uh, Lawrence have been like the two characters he's always interacted with in the part. Every time he speaks to them, he talks about them as if he's known them the longest, yeah. and this could almost be his first event. If he is William, this is his first time. And then another thing is that William, over the course of this episode, does have a couple of moments where he gets darker, where he, where Dolores is about to get shot at that like fake, you know, uh, robbery or whatever. He like pulls out his gun and like saves her and like shoots the other two guys. You know. So, so just to go back to the uh, 
the Ford conversation, he mentions how he's the villain because he feels like Ford never created a decent one. Mm. So it's it's like he's doing it as a service to the park, almost like that's his job almost. Yeah, which kind of links up with what William's saying as he's walking around earlier on. He, he, he says, um, whoever created this place didn't really think about humans much. He talks about how all of it's kind of like a game. and He seems very critical of it and how sort of barbaric it all seems. Yeah, and but then there was something that threw me off, though. Go on. When he's talking to Dolores, right, as William, he mentions the outside world, and she picks up on it. Yeah. And he says, oh, I thought you weren't supposed to notice that. And it's kind of played, I can see it going two ways, I can see where you're going. There's one, the, the more thing that you're supposed to assume is, oh, she's developing. But what if it's just they haven't adapted her enough yet? That leads me into two different points. <laughs> um, hmm. Okay, one is that the man in black says that when he first came here, the uh, hosts weren't as realistic. They were parts and mechanical and stuff. Hmm. And then eventually says that to cut costs, that this actually just making like a fake flesh was cheaper. Like it, it yeah. became more human-like, you know, with actual skeletons and you know muscles and whatever. And that doesn't quite sync up if Williams in the past, and that's his first story because none of them seem. Like, they still seem lifelike, they still seem like the flesh, and then when they get shot, there's still blood squirting out. It is worth noting he says he opened them up to have a look. True, true. And That's... we haven't seen him do that yet. Also true, Dolores has a weird moment when she goes into the uh, card reader, you know, the, uh, the fortune teller, mm. where she seemingly pulls, like, a mechanical, like, wire out of her arm, and it goes away, it's like, it's like a, almost like she's having a daydream, and it, like, snaps out, and she, like, realises it's not real. Hmm. Which leads to a theory about Dolores that came from this comment. Um, in fact, I'm going to give you the name because this is actually quite good. Uh, Metal Monkey is the uh, commenter. Um, basically, he had this idea that Dolores is unreliable as a like a point of view, and that we may be perceiving as like her, like coming out of what because in this in this episode specifically, we see her faint in the uh, like that parade, and we even hear Ford's voice like giving her like a command to go to sleep. As she's yeah. like fading away. What if they're intentionally tricking us and every time she's talking to someone in the, the, the lab, the control rooms or whatever, what if that is present day but the stuff in the past isn't? What if the stuff in the past is like the reason why she's having these weird flashes back and forth is because it's actually the present day Dolores like having weird flashes to back in this time. And it's back- like corrupted memory. Yeah, because they talk a lot about her memory and how it's all there. Like uh, Ford calls it a walled garden when he talks to her. Mm. And then the other thing that kind of has me lean... Well, there's actually not two things. But, uh, the, the smaller one is... Uh, so William and Ford have this uh, tussle almost where... F- not Ford, sorry. Uh, William Logan. and Logan. Yeah, um, too many characters. Uh, so And Logan like belittles him. He's like, you came to my company and you got this promotion that's the fullest you're ever going to go. You were standing in your cheap little black suit. Yeah. And that that almost feels so obvious that I almost go 180. <laughs> I'm like, that's not him. It can't be. Yeah. It's too it obvious. feels like it's too self-referential to it. But it, it shows that growing disdain. And what if this is the drive that causes William to take over this company and that's how he financially helps them save the park? Mm. You know? What, what if it's not so much that Arnold... I mean, maybe Arnold was already dead, but it was more that, like you kind of suggested earlier on, that... Arnold's death was a chain of events that led to the park starting to lose money, and therefore 
it was still him that came in and saved it, you know, a few years later. This has just reminded me of something. So we were always under the impression that Dolores, obviously she, they mentioned how she's like the oldest, that she's always been around. Mm. And we got the impression it was because Ford wanted to keep her around, right? Yeah. Like, until yeah. this episode where he's like, no, we're not friends. And it's almost like he could say, but we are enemies sort of thing. Like it, That's yeah, the that way was... he plays it. That line was very, yeah, you can't say that at all, Dolores. You can't say that. And it almost that's what almost makes me think that if this is in the past and this is William's first trip here as the Man in Black, then whatever Dolores is doing and going off script, because if Ford, even when he's talking to her, goes, oh, you're having one of your off-loop Yeah, it's things. happened before. Yeah, and it always made me think that this was Arnold programmed something into her for her to do. And this is why, this is the ultimate bit of evidence that makes me think thematically it works that he's the Man in Black, is that when they escape on that train and they're with Lawrence and on the coffin is the maze and Dolores keeps talking about the maze. She keeps saying that I have to find the end of the maze and things like that in this episode. And I'm like, what if this is how the man in black knows about the maze? Mm. What if what if Dolores gets so lifelike and human in this like adventure and talks about this maze and they try and find this maze that he sees this spark of life that's real. And he's already kind of taken with her. He's already said in the episode that he just seems to kind of understand or be self-aware more than the others do. He notices mm. that. So what if this is the story that makes him obsessed and makes him want to keep coming back and it makes him want to save the park, makes him want to be obsessed with it, come back and find the answer later, like 35 yeah. years later? It's also what I was saying um, about how, you know, why Dolores is still around yeah. and not been retired, even though Ford seems like he doesn't particularly like her. Like, you know, he hasn't got the attachment that it was implied. What if it's that William, after he saved it as a condition, meant that she always had to be around, like they couldn't replace her and get rid yeah. of her? And again, if he saved the park, that makes sense. That that guest gets whatever he wants. You know, that that whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, Just to, I want to talk about the, the mystic bit. Yeah, go on. Because I was playing that in a, in a different way as well. It, it, if we assume it's present day, and okay. this is... So we spoke or last week about how she was developing consciousness, or how she was hearing the voice of God, essentially, and it was like how she would rationalize it and how that was the first step to hearing her own voice as a conscious thought. Mm. The way you know she sees the mystic, she sees herself. It's like she's literally telling herself. It's her giving herself a thought, but yeah. rationalizing it in a, in a way that she can comprehend as a vision rather than just an internal thought. I like that. I, I don't think that necessarily suggests present day, though. I mean, that could be... She could That's have, true. She could have went through this process already. And, and all this present day stuff with them like, analysing her is... Uh, like, yeah, and that's it, true. And also, if it is different timelines, it would explain why, like, last week and the week before, that, you know, Bernard got her down and it felt weird that she left in the middle of whatever was mm. going on. It was like, well, maybe she didn't. Maybe this was a different time. Yeah, because I think I mentioned that last week that it was weird that to take her out of that where she, you know after she ran into them in the forest yeah yeah but the no time, I, I, it's interesting stuff there but you know her falling asleep and then waking up in the dream thing does almost seem like they're trying to tell us it's not but that makes me think well wait a minute you're tricky <laughs> you're trying yeah to... it feels like you're hinting it too much yeah you're, tr you're trying to avoid us figuring it out maybe there uh but oh, <laughs> fascinating episode there was so much to uh, pack in. Uh, the, the last thing that uh, Metal Monkey uh, brought up that was interesting is he compared her to Elliot, just in the sense that, and that's Elliot from Mr. Robot, for those of who don't watch that, in the sense that she is unreliable as a narrator because her mind is so corrupted and it's not, you know, ah, it makes, forward. It's a plausible theory, more, more so than many others we've seen. 
Yeah. And you can almost buy the uh, in present day when we finally, if, if this is true, the moment we finally run into Dolores with the man in black or whatever and it doesn't link up with the, the past stuff and it, it becomes clear that there's two mm-hmm. things going on. That should be quite a big moment. If it's true, if this is all false, and it could be, like there's, a, there's enough doubt, there's, a, there's enough logical things in there to suggest that it's not, but I'm starting to like the idea because there's all these things that we're linking up and saying, this is the start of the story, this is him getting this drive, seeing this maze, finding this real spark of humanity. Because even in The Man in Black in present day, I think he says he's looking for something real. I think he says that word. He does, yeah. yeah. It's and that's so fascinating, isn't it? And maybe that's why he is obsessed with her and why he keeps him back to her, because she showed him that sign of life. Mm. Maybe, maybe Lawrence does too. Maybe we see something like that with him at some point along the journey. Perhaps, yeah. I don't know. It's a... Uh... <laughs> it's really good. Uh, there was a lot of nudity in this one. Um, yeah, there was. There was orgies upon orgies. There was uh, giant big dick in your face, uh, which oh, I'm glad that LCA made a comment about because it, it, it broke the tension a little bit. Like that's 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 really in my face right now. That's a massive dong right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so she comments on it, which leads me to uh, the subplot with the uh, the. What do they call them? The butchers, uh, yes. the sort of the techies who like cut them up and repair them and dig out bullets and all that kind of thing. Um, and it's the same ones from before when Maeve woke up, and we see Maeve like they are just on the slab, like knocked out, as if she keeps getting shot and killed. And she comes back a few times throughout the episode. But we see this uh, this subplot of one of them is trying to train himself to be a programmer or one of the people who works with the, the computers and the hosts. Because he's, he's like stolen this bird in one of the data tablets and he's trying to like tinker with it to get it to work. Coders is what they call him. Coders, yeah. Um, I have a theory about him, though. I think he's a robot. Is this because Maeve comes in and he gets like this weird deja vu thing? No. No? Although okay. that, that's part of it. All right, okay. Give me your theory. It's when the other butcher flips out. So, you know when he first tries to do the thing with the bird? Mm. And the other one comes in and he's like, nah. You can't be a coder. You're a butcher. That's all you ever can be. It's like he's becoming. He's getting. He's having dreams, and you know that's a, another thing that's in this episode quite a lot. The idea that they dream of being more, hmm. and I feel like that he's on that path to, you know, he can do more than just be a butcher. I can see it. I can see them like using hosts to actually do all that work because it's it's kind of unpleasant for people if you think about it. All this cutting up. Which and... I can see the other one being human, like as to have like an overseer, a supervisor, yeah, yeah. And then... although they're not, even if that's the case, though, there's at least one more that's not human because, or yeah, that is human because the other guy that Elsie blackmails to get a mm. bit of time with the the uh, the host that tried to kill her last week, uh, she blackmails him with security footage of him humping one of the dead hosts before they get turned back on. Yeah. Well, maybe it's just they, they fill out the ranks with some robots. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I like, I like that idea. I'm not, like, 100% on it. But I, no, I, neither I, am I. I'm not, I, gonna, I'm not saying it's absolute. I can see it work. So. And the reason why I think it's maybe interesting if it isn't is because of the way the story goes. Because, A, I think the moment with the bird's quite beautiful, actually. When he finally gets it working, this is the end of the episode, and Maeve's, like, just sitting there, and it's uber creepy. And she's like, it's time that we had a chat or something to that effect. And I think the idea that he... I mean, I suppose it's interesting as well if he is secretly also a host, but that he ends up helping her, or maybe he forms like a connection with her the way that Bernard has with uh, Dolores. Mm. 
where he tries to help. And I took the, the idea that she came in like three times in this episode, like once they fixed her and then she was back almost immediately. I took this as her repeatedly like getting herself shot or whatever because she was still experimenting like she was at the end of the last episode. Yeah, I, I was actually assuming this was week, week-long week cycles that we were seeing. Oh, okay. Because obviously we know, uh, you know that gang that comes in and shoots up the town. That's supposed mm. to happen every week. That's true, yeah. So I assumed each time we saw it, we were actually moving forward a week. Uh, that could be the case, um, but they they can also just be shot by guests or yeah, you can. know various other things. So I I was thinking it was more a sign that it was a short period of time, but she kept coming in because she was trying to like keep coming back here. She wanted to try and catch mm. them, and you know in a way. Yeah, that's possible. Um, but no, uh, that was again very interesting. Uh, very beautiful moment with the bird. Uh, I'm sure it was probably more in the conversation with Ford and the Man in Black that. <laughs> We need, we need to delve into. Uh, the thing I love about that is is after and he kind of unfreezes time and he points to the piano and it plays, but it doesn't play as nicely as it was before. There's a lot more dissonance going on than there was before. It's a lot more chaotic. Hmm. And it's like uh, he, he interferes, but he kind of makes things more chaotic than they were if he hadn't. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very interesting. I... What I really, what what I really like as well is this idea that the uh, the hosts are trained to protect him at all costs. So even though Teddy's faking dying, is it where because that's like mm. what he should be doing given the, the injuries he's got, he like snaps into action the moment the man in black threatens him. Yeah, as soon as that knife comes out, he's on it. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Uh, also, as a little touch, actually, um, one of the big theories about this whole man in black is William thing was the idea of the hats and the. The good and evil, the white and black mm. hats. On that subject, I think it's interesting that Dolores chose a brown hat. Yeah, it's kind of in the middle. Yeah, it's in the middle. It's uh, is she good? Is she bad? I I also noticed as uh, as William's starting to do more things, his hat's kind of getting a bit dirtier. It's a bit getting a bit grimier. <laughs> it's getting darker as it goes. It's, it's literally getting darker. Yeah, yeah. And even the choice that he he chooses not to save. Uh, Logan, when he's getting beat up by the hosts, mm. uh, is a little bit. No, I assume that like security would step in at some point if it goes too far. Well, that's the thing. You gotta go. Ah, oh, he'll be fine. But then, if this is thirty years ago and there's still an incident to happen, mm. assuming the incident wasn't Arnold because that wasn't really public knowledge. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I'm almost wondering if the the incident is like part of the maze thing like you know as Dolores and William go on this maze journey this maze adventure that triggers the incident mm. um, and then we see how that sort of unfolds um, but I'm liking the theory more and more and I know some people are dead set against it but I'd be curious to, if they still feel that way when they look at all this it's funny because you were pretty dead set against it last week last week I wasn't feeling it but this week they presented me Hmm. Do you know what it is? It's almost like I don't look for as much evidence as I do reasons why it'd be a good idea. Where in this yeah. week, I feel like, no, you've given me lots of reasons why I want this to be a thing now. Yeah. Uh, logically, there's a couple of kinks still to work out, but you could easily get around that with uh, them tricking us with various things and Dolores being unreliable. So. Yeah, it's... it'd be easy to explain either way at this point. It would. Uh, also worth mentioning that... Um, William and Logan have not interacted with any other humans that we know of. Yes. There's been no the only people they've interacted with is 
Dolores and Lawrence in terms of characters that we know from the rest of the show. Yeah. So. That's point. actually speaking of it like that way. If assuming all that stuff is in the past, mm-hmm. how much have we actually seen Dolores in the present, not counting the analysis stuff? Episode one. That's what's thinking. That's that's it, surely. I presume that as soon as William was introduced, which wasn't until episode two, interestingly. They saved that for episode two. You know what is interesting as well, though, about that? I know originally it was supposed to be a double-length pilot, and that was supposed to be all part of the first episode, which could have changed things. So maybe this decision to shift that there was to to make this more distinctive there, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I can Yeah, interesting. Uh, Wait, does that mean we've got 11 episodes then, or did they just... Um, I don't think so. I think they just shifted it around. Oh, well. I'm wondering then if they swap scenes between the episodes then to make it work. Because Mm. episode one was still longer. It was still like over an hour compared to, you know... Yeah, it was about an hour ten, hour five. Yeah. So I'm wondering if they like moved scenes around and made it more distinct by doing that and saved William as like the big episode two introduction. I think they might have done. Rather, because you'd think if it was all one episode, you'd cut between them. Whereas instead it was, no, this is one and this is the other. Yeah. Or maybe it was just too confusing because Dolores was on the loop. So introducing another character, meeting her on a loop, would have been weird. Mm, yeah, it's possible. And maybe that would have made it a bit more obvious if there was a, a time gap going on. Yeah. yeah. Although I could see some of our episode two stuff still being in the, the present day. Like stuff with her dad, like her new dad showing up and all that. Yeah, perhaps. Maybe, maybe the only time it was it was uh, not present day was the time with uh, William. Like any time, it's the same when she's with Teddy, and Teddy like runs off with the the people to go and get out get Wyatt. You know that mm. that that had to have been present day. Um, but then that one doesn't link. That, that maybe adds a bit more credence to the whole. It's not two timelines as if if that's all linking up. But then again, as we say, she could have. When she ran off away from that house at the end of that episode, she could have went anywhere, and the the one we see running into William's life could be in the past. It's also worth noting that when um, Ford and uh, Man in Black are talking, and Teddy's there, he says she was taken by bandits. That's that's what he's been telling Teddy. Not that she ran away, not that she went somewhere with anyone. She was taken. Yeah, that's what the Man in Black told him, yeah. Yeah. But I just think it's interesting that could be... That could play it as one timeline or as two separate, depending on which which way he leans on it. See, I almost took it as, if it is the same timeline, I'd say he was lying, but he used it as a trigger to make him care, because that's what his character's meant to do. Yeah. Or it could actually just be accurate, but it's still a trigger. He's still using it to get him to do what he wants. So Exactly. It could be either. That's, that's the thing. Jeez. So much, so much... Stuff, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, another, pl- another minor, minor like uh, plot thread is that Elsie, after blackmailing the uh, the guy who was having sex with the hosts uh, after dark, which by the way, I kind of love that they did that because it makes sense to me that someone would do that at some point. Like some one of them would go pervy and try and. Because she even says how oh there's this rumor that they don't yeah that, that they don't log it but they do which makes me think oh people have done this before yeah. But they, they just use it for blackmail material rather than get rather than report it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No. It's a it's, it's a nice bit of uh, world building that makes sense that this would go on. Mm. Um. But yeah. So she finds 
like a device in the arm of that that host that tried to kill her last week, which is sending information somewhere. Uh, she this is the exact word she uses is someone smuggling information out of the park with the hosts. Yeah, because it was a it was a laser satellite uplink. Yeah, she's. You say you said minor plot thing that could be so important. Well, when I say my, I mean I mean small in terms of screen time. This episode yeah. it was only a couple of scenes, and once yeah. she brings it up, we never hear about it again. And presumably it'll be picked up uh, mm. next week or whatever. But uh, yeah, not minor in terms of the importance later. Uh, I'll clarify that. Yeah, I think oh. it's interesting that she takes it straight to Bernard. Hmm. She trusts so, Bernard. She does, but could he be trusted with it? I mean, who, who's he going to tell? Will he mention? Because obviously, we know he's very close with Ford. Will he mention it to him? Is he as close with Ford as we currently think? Maybe close is the wrong word, but he clearly, lots of term. He's he's almost being groomed to replace Ford, so I feel like he'd want to try and stay in his good books, and you know. Mm. The only reason why I say that is because I'm just remembering last week, uh, or even two weeks ago when Ford would like, dismiss his ideas and tell them that they're just robots and so on. Um, yeah. It felt like there was like a disconnect between them. Yeah. I don't know. Like maybe, like maybe Ford recognises Arnold in him or something like that. You know, he, he recognises a similar type of person that's going to go down a similar path. I wonder if that's why, because Ford seems to be like grooming him to take over his role. He's the one creating them now. And I wonder if he's almost doing it so he can keep an eye on him. And it's like, oh, I recognise that that potential path, like you're saying there. And he's like, I want to keep an eye on that and try and get rid of it. <laughs> so much in this show to talk about. There really is. Oh dear. Um, yeah, obviously there was stuff with uh, you know Logan and William get on the going the heist with uh, with Lawrence and all. Well, not not with Lawrence. Lawrence stayed home, but <laughs> for oh, Lawrence, wow. yeah, and all that stuff. I, I think most of that's you know it's, it was fun stuff. Um, but it was more what came out of it through the conversations, through the moments where William steps up, as it were, and takes people out and. It, it's cool, but it's not as important as some of this other stuff that we're talking about. Oh, it's not, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the show, the episode did not start with Dolores this week. It started with I noticed Ford. That as well. Yeah, it started yeah. with Ford talking uh, to that old uh, version, you know, that, that, that really rusty old mechanical one that you could fool or it couldn't trick you. you yeah. Know, the old bartender guy. Um, I thought that was interesting. He, talk, he, he spoke, uh, he told, told a story about this, this greyhound. That chased after a cat because he'd been trained his entire life to chase after stuff. But once he'd caught it and got his way, he had no idea what to do. Mm. I think that's leading towards you know the idea when when they do develop sentience, they've been working towards this. It's kind of what they've been wanting almost. Yeah, they'll have no idea what. And to then do with once them. they get it and they have freedom and free will, what happens then? What what can they possibly know what to do? I mean, even if you strip it back, even in their own plots, like if for some reason, like maybe they're always meant to fail at something, but they succeed. Like then, mm. what do they do? Like they're not programmed to. It's like uh, if if Teddy somehow succeeded in protecting Dolores. Yeah, I guess they just get reset at midnight, but um, but yeah. no, thematically, that's the kind of yeah the kind of thing it was getting up. And even maybe even he's, he's even maybe even talking about himself in a weird way. Yeah, 
Because he, he's been, you know, working in this park, he's been building it his entire life, and maybe that's why he's finally trying to do this new thing, because he's, like, for a long time, maybe he hasn't known what to do with himself. Like, where does this mm. go from here? You know, what is the next step? Yeah, makes sense. Of course, we uh, forgot to mention something. So, Dolores goes through this transformation, she gets new clothes, she gets the gun and all that, and when the, everything goes down and her and William are trying to escape, she, like, readily holds up that gun and is ready to shoot people. And it was been a big deal a few episodes ago that the ones that are not programmed to use weapons can't. It's just physically impossible. It's also worth noting before, you know, when she picks up the gun for the first time before they go out on the, the, the heist, mm-hmm. she says she knows how to use it, she knows what she's doing. Yeah, which, again, could be like a, a red herring saying, oh, this is after the scene in the future with Teddy, where he shows her how to use the gun. But she, A, she did terribly then. Um... See, I, I would take it the opposite almost and that, say... That she used to be programmed, yeah. Yeah, and they removed it because of something she's about to do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm feeling it. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to feel it. Oh, dear. Every, everything with her, William, and that, that was great, though. Like, they finally kissed, mm. uh, which, again, is a very interesting thing because I think most people who go to this park probably just go for it because that's what they're there for, to do whatever they want. Whereas William, of course, has been more reserved and being more like humane about everything mm. and she's the one that kisses him and i guess which i think makes it way more interesting if he is the man in black given their meeting in the first episode yeah although it's, it still leads to why is he so awful to her in the future but then again do we ever actually see him do anything to her in the future we see him dr- no. drag her to the barn we don't see him actually you know yeah it kind of implies it but maybe that's a red herring you know bit of misdirection to make us think that's what he's like. I could buy her just cutting into her because he wants to try and see something. But it's not about yeah. torturing her, it's about you know, the yeah. mechanics of it, the the game, uh, the maze. I also think it's really interesting, you know, when, when she shoots the guys, her expression completely changes. She's not thinking, she just stops and looks. She looks blank, almost like, you know, when she goes into analysis mode and everything mm-hmm. just drops. She kind of looks like that, where it's just something that she does it's a reaction an instinct yeah another big thing we we should mention as well with Dolores is that she does lie to Ford she yeah. knowingly lies to him because um, she talks to after she talks to Ford and she she says to him in analysis mode I've not seen Arnold in 35 years 7 months and well you know it was a very specific time I can't remember I think it was like 4 years something but yeah yeah you know it was a very specific yeah. time and he says fine and then we hear her in her head almost either talking to the voice that is Arnold or possibly talking to Bernard later. Uh, it's hard to say. But she says, I did it, I kept the secret. Yeah, I didn't tell him. Yeah, I didn't tell him. There's also something else where she mentioned it, uh, her imagination. And it was like she'd imagined something that they wouldn't have, that they hadn't programmed in. Hmm. I thought that was quite interesting as well. The yeah. more, more I talk about it, the more ideas I get. <laughs> Yeah, this is insane. <laughs> I have no doubt we missed stuff. I look forward to the comments. There's always interesting stuff in there from you guys. So let us know what you thought of this episode, thoughts and theories. Um, have you been convinced of the William Man in Black uh, timeline theory? Uh, are you not convinced? If so, why? Uh, like I say, there's a lot of evidence against it. There really is. But there's also a lot of reasons why it would work and why it makes sense. So uh, by all means, let us know. Uh, like and subscribe as well all that stuff it helps us out a lot uh, thank you very much for watching and yeah 
We'll see you next time. We're halfway through the season, by the way. That's, that's I know. Already. I'm going to miss this. I'm going to miss this. Uh, oh, well, we'll enjoy November at least uh, in one week of December. So thanks very much, guys. We will see you next time. Thank you.